everything I do gonna be funky. Have you ever asked yourself, does methodological adaptationism presuppose a false dichotomy? Or better yet, have you questioned the scientific legitimacy of animal beliefs? Do you even understand those questions, bro? You probably don't, and neither do I. But on today's episode, I'm lucky to have a very special guest who not only understands those questions, but has presented them at philosophy conferences across North America. This is WSUM 91.7 FM Madison. You are listening to my show, Only Friends, and I am your host, DJ Future Pleasure. As always, I give the first half of my show to a friend of mine and let them play anything they want. Maximum chaotic anarchy. Restrictions may apply. I also let them explain why they picked the songs they picked. Then, in the second half of the program, I respond with a playlist of my own. Uh, And I either riff off of theirs or go down a rabbit hole powered by Wikipedia, various search engines, and my imagination to demonstrate the deep connections that unite music just like the bonds that unite my friends and I. Now, in today's episode, we are lucky to have my third ever in-studio guest, Paul Kelly, who was my professor for Philosophy 341 Contemporary Moral Issues last fall, and he is here today with a magnificent playlist about time, nostalgia, past, present, and future. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you for having me. Oh, pardon me, I had your (laughs) mic off. (laughs) It's all right. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. And um, so it looks like the... uh, the first song on the playlist is um, Dayton, Ohio, 1903. Yeah, so the first two songs, I think, in my head are kind of related to each other. They both deal with this sense of nostalgia of looking back at the past of simpler times, this idea that, you know, maybe 100 years ago or 50 years ago, our parents or our grandparents had things, you know, a little bit simpler and easier. The world wasn't too chaotic. Uh, there wasn't the Internet and so on. Um, so this first song is called Dayton, Ohio, 1903. And... Uh, it's a song originally by Randy Newman, uh, who a lot of people probably are familiar with from the Toy Story soundtracks. Uh, but if you actually look back at his catalog of uh, albums, he's arguably, I think, one of the most important and significant living singer-songwriters. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, this is a version of the song that's sung by Harry Nielsen um, from his album Nielsen Sings Newman, where he just went and covered a bunch of Randy Newman songs uh, back in the, uh, the 70s. So I'll let it go with that. Let's go ahead and play that song, Uh, Dayton, Ohio, 1903, by Harry Nielsen. I sang a song of long ago when things were green and moving slow. People stopped to say hello, or they'd say hi. Would you like to come over for tea With the missus and me It's a real nice way to spend a day In Dayton, Ohio On a lazy Sunday afternoon In 1903 I sing a song of long ago when things could grow And days flow quietly The air was clean and you could see And 
folks were nice to you Would you like to come over for tea With the missus and me It's a real nice way to spend the day In Dayton, Ohio On a lazy Sunday afternoon in 1903 And uh, yeah, you just heard Dayton, Ohio, 1903 by Harry Nilsson. And uh, the next song, oh, actually, do you want to say anything about that as well? Sure, the next song uh, is by a band called the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Uh, and the Squirrel Nut Zippers came about, uh, you know, in the 80s and 90s with uh, this sort of swing revival, rockabilly revival that was going on at the time. And this song I really like. Uh, it's much more up-tempo than the previous one, but I think it has a similar kind of uh, ideal, right? That if we look back to the past, things were simpler, things were easier. Uh, and if things, as the song says, if they were good enough for granddad, then they were good enough for me. So. Let's go ahead and play that one. Uh, good enough for granddad by the squirrel nut zippers Times were sad, was good enough for granddad. Been to all kinds of places, been to every old foreign land. Ain't a man alive, shuck and jive, better than granddad can. All the good times that he had, they were good enough for granddad, they're good enough for me. Been to all kinds of places, been to every old foreign land. Ain't a man alive, shuck and jive, better than granddad can. Uh -uh. All the good times that he had, even when the times were sad, was good enough for granddad. Yeah, dad. Good enough for Granddad by the Squirrel Nut Zippers. Actually, what year was that? 
Uh, that's from 95, I believe. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there, there was this big, well, I don't know if big is the right word, but there was this sort of rockabilly swing big band revival among a few bands in the 80s and 90s, like the Stray Cats, I think, oh, were yeah. a well-known one, yeah. um, and the Squirrel Nut Zippers sort of fell into that group. There's a song we'll be hearing later on this list by uh, Andrew Bird, who I believe started with the Squirrel Nut Zippers and had to sort of deliberately distance himself from the sort of swing sound to try to, you know, distinguish himself as, you know, a different kind of artist. Yeah. Andrew Bird's the one that had the, um, he has the really funny album titled The Mysterious Production of Eggs. That's right, yeah. And he's, he's an amazing whistler, and I believe he originally was like a professional whistler, which you don't normally, yeah. normally come across in a musician. That's interesting. Huh. Well, the next song is, um, we got Old Friends and Bookends, or Old Friends Dash Bookends. Yeah, so these are the last two tracks on a Simon and Garfunkel album, uh, but it's a live version uh, of these songs performed at their concert in Central Park in 81. So the album's from 68. Uh, and as maybe you're familiar with, there was an extremely well-known, famous live concert in Central Park that Simon and Garfunkel uh, performed at. And so this is a recording of them playing Old Friends and Bookends, uh, which is a song about reflecting on one's past uh, and one's friendships and one's relationships and also just the weird sense of vertigo one experiences when one realizes how much time has passed, right? Reflecting that you're, you know, 50, 60, 70 years old and all the things that you've experienced and done. So that's the song. Yeah. Well, actually, I thought interesting with that is that uh, somewhere in the lyrics it mentions like uh, they were talking about that they're in their 70s in the lyrics and now they are in their set they're they're almost in their 80s <laughs> yeah that's right yeah so i imagine there's a certain level of uh awareness when the song's played by them now right yeah, that uh, yeah. they have grown into the song as it were yeah well let's go ahead and play that uh old friends dash bookends by simon and garfunkel Brushes the same years, 
silently sharing the same fear. Time it was, and what a time it was, it was a time of innocence. A time of confidences. Long ago it must be. I have a photograph. Preserve your memories. They're all that's left you. Um, Old Friends Dash Bookends by Simon and Garfunkel. And the next song we've got on the list is Highwaymen. Yeah, so this, this song's, uh, if people are familiar with it, uh, it's, it's a little bizarre. Uh, and so it's, the song is called uh, Highwayman. It's off the album Highwayman, and it's by the band The Highwaymen. <laughs> and The Highwaymen uh, were a sort of country supergroup uh, consisting of Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and Chris Christopherson. And the song um, is by Jimmy Webb. And Jimmy Webb is a, another well-known songwriter. Um, he wrote Up, Up, and Away, uh, which I believe won a Grammy back in the 60s for the best song of the year. Um, he wrote other great country songs like Wichita Lineman and uh, a song that's often voted the worst song of all time, uh, MacArthur Park. Uh, which is uh, quite a spectacle if you've ever listened to the original version. Um, anyway, so this song is a weird amalgam of the sort of outlaw country approach of uh, you know Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, and these other people that I mentioned, and the sort of uh, nitrous-induced '60s optimism, right, of you know of Jimmy Webb and the hippies. And so it's probably the only song. Uh, it is the only song in which Johnny Cash talks about flying on a starship and being reincarnated in a, uh, a raindrop. Uh, so <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. yeah, there's just so much like, uh, yeah, there's ghosts and there's people coming back to life over and over and over again. Yeah, um, apparently I was reading the other day that uh, when they formed as a band, they were having a lot of difficulty harmonizing with each other because as you can imagine yeah. with those voices, they're very distinctive. Yeah. And so someone approached them with a song, which just has, you know, these verses, and they just sing their own verse, and then, you know, that's the song. Uh, they don't have to, you know, overlap with each other. And so it was, a, it was a big hit, a big success. The lyrics are just very strange. They're all about reincarnation and the soul just being around in the past and the present and the future. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a really interesting, interesting piece. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they all have, like, a lot of them, they, they have weathered voices, so it really sounds like they could be <laughs> the voices of those types of people that are being... Yeah, I mean, they could be the reincarnated version of this soul, right, in each different verse. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess let's go ahead and play Highwayman by The Highwaymen. I was a highwayman roads I did ride with sword and pistol by my side 
Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. And many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. The bastards hung me in the spring of 25. But I am still alive. I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide. And with the sea I did abide. I sailed a schooner around the Horn of Mexico. I went aloft to furl the mainsail in a blow. And when the yards broke off, they said that I got killed. But I am living still. I was a dam builder, lost the river deep and wide. Where steel and water did collide. Place called Boulder on the wild Colorado. I slipped and fell into the wet concrete below. They buried me in that great tomb that knows no sound. But I am still around. Always be around and around and around. I fly a starship across the universe divide And when I reach the other side I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can Perhaps I may become a highwayman again Or I may simply be a single drop of rain But I will remain and I'll be back again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. And that was the uh, that was Highwayman by the Highwayman, and that was the live version too, the uh, Nassau Coliseum, I think. That sounds right. Something like that, yeah. yeah. But yeah, uh, the next song we've got on our list is The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down by the band. Yeah, so this is an interesting song, um, and I, I picked it specifically for this list uh, because, first off, I think it's a, you know one of the best songs of all time, in my own opinion. It's one of my favorites. But I also think it gives us an opportunity to seriously reflect on uh, the role that history plays and how we appreciate aesthetic objects and how we understand them and how they contribute to our self-conception. So there's this idea that's often caused, called the, the lost cause of the Confederacy, right? This idea that uh, uh, there was the war of northern aggression that happened against the Confederacy and that uh, the Civil War was not, in fact, as the history books teach you, about slavery uh, and that the actions of the South uh, should be valorized and respected in some sense. Um, and this song, um, doesn't necessarily do that in particular, uh, but it does play into that kind of idea that uh, there was this way of life in the South, uh, and then it was sort of crushed by the North, and there's this collapse of this entire you know, uh, civilization, as it were. Um, and so I think that there's a danger in nostalgia often. There's a danger 
and looking back at the past uh, of you know the lives of our grandparents or something and thinking that, oh, it's good enough for me if it was good enough for them. Uh, and that we should always be critical and reflective about how we're consuming these objects, how we're understanding them in our own history, and what lessons we can learn uh, and think about our conceptions of self going forward uh, in light of them. Um, so I think the lesson of this song, amongst other things, is that we should understand history properly uh, and try to learn from it. Great, great. Well, let's go ahead and play that. The Night, old, uh, the night They Drove Old Dixie Down by the band.
So that was The Night They Drove Old Dixie Down by the band from uh, the album The Last Waltz or from the movie by Scorsese. Um, and then the next song we've got on the list is actually the last song in your set, uh, Tables and Chairs by Andrew Bird. Yeah, so I put this one specifically at the end uh, because I take it that if we don't learn from our history, if we don't learn from our past, uh, the future looks pretty bleak if we don't try to reflect on the lessons uh, from past generations uh, and even mistakes that we individually have made, uh, the future looks pretty pretty bleak. Uh, so yeah, this is a song that sort of envisions uh, sort of a apocalypse, some sort of Mad Max kind of wasteland that we're walking through. Uh, and Andrew Bird reassures us, things will be very difficult, uh, but bizarrely, he says, there will be snacks. And so maybe it's not all bad. <laughs> so I'll leave it at that. Let's go ahead and play that song, Tables and Chairs by Andrew Bird. If we can call them friends and we can call them on red telephones And they won't pretend that they're too busy or they're not alone And if we can call them friends then we can call Holler at them down these hallowed halls Just don't let the human factor fail to be a factor Listen, after the fall, there'll be no more 
So that was uh, Tables and Chairs by Andrew Bird that you just heard. Uh, and if, yeah, just to reassure you, there will be snacks at the end, so that's <laughs> great. <laughs> but uh, as, as Paul just pointed out, um, you know, that might be referencing the food. That, so we'll all just have junk food. And yeah, I mean, a sort of, uh, you know, uncomfortable reading is that what he means by there will be snacks is that we'll have very little food and we won't actually have meals. We'll just have snacks <laughs> and perhaps even junk food uh, when there's just the collapse of countries and currency and, and things like that. And global warming, as the song alludes to. Yeah, um, yeah. But those are problems that we can manage if we you know, reflect on our history and our past and, and, and act correctly uh, and efficiently and in an informed, uh, reflective way. Yeah. Well, um, the next thing I've got on it's now it's on my playlist. Um, it is Louisiana 1927. Great song. Uh, once I saw Dayton, Ohio 1903, I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this other song with the same, the similar title, but um, but I got the rendition by um, Aaron Neville. Um, and I actually I think I prefer the arrangement on the Randy Newman version, but like I thought the the, the Aaron Neville one was pretty incredible because he sort of like lived the second or the next version of Louisiana 1927 when Katrina hit. Um, and of course that was, you know, being played all over the place. He, he had like a charity concert where he played that as well. And, um, and yeah, it, it seemed to be like parallels between each situation where, um, um, I mean, well, I think the first one wasn't a hurricane. It was just intense rain, but um, basically you know, like in the lyrics, it's, it's Coolidge showing up and, you know, it's saying, it, there's no mention of like the African, like hundreds of thousands of African-Americans being displaced. It's like the, the uh, uh, you know, everybody's, uh, you know, losing their land and the farm stuff. Um, but it doesn't talk about like the human part of that necessarily. And it seems like, you know, there are parallels to the you know, Katrina where, um, you know, like Kanye West went on his rant about how, well, you know, 
uh, they're failing us and they're trying to wash us away sort of you know he didn't say that but it, it was almost like the same thing happening again so um, <laughs> history repeating itself yeah yeah so um so I figured this would be a, be a cool song to play for that anyway uh, I'll play Louisiana 1927 by Aaron Neville You just heard uh, Louisiana 1927 by Aaron Neville. Um, and the next song I'm going to play is a deceivingly up-tempo song by uh, Shada about a lost friendship. Um, so the lyrics on this one are kind of vague um, about why the friendship is lost, but um, but you know, Shada does say that she'll never see Maureen again. Uh, so my hunch is that Maureen has somehow died tragically, and this is a eulogy to uh, her, that friend and all the great times they had together. <clears throat> so, you know, I think with this song, it's useful while listening to uh, think about all the great times you're having now with your friends and that they'll probably 
they probably like your company as much as uh, you like theirs, um, but that you know time is limited and it's running out, even if you're super young and you think it's not, one of you is gonna outlive the other and that's gonna be very painful when that ends. So um, with no further ado, I guess I'll go play Maureen by Shada.
You just heard Marine by Shade, and the next song I'm going to play is the Educa remix of Bob by the Brazilian artist Otto. Um, the original version of this song was from 1998 and was a huge hit in Brazil. Um, and this remix was also a huge hit as a result of the release of the 2009 documentary film Senna uh, about Brazil's greatest racing driver, Ayrton Senna. Um, now from all the Brazilians I've ever met, the one consistent thing that unites all of them seems to be the loss of Ayrton Senna. Um, I remember driving some Uber passengers from San Marcos to Austin one night, and upon finding out that they were from an era, area near Sao Paulo, uh, where Senna was from, I asked them if Senna was still a big deal in Brazil, uh, and by the end of the ride, they were almost in tears getting so emotional over their personal connection to that man. Uh, it seems like his victories in Formula One racing were some of the only positive things happening in Brazil back during the 1980s. Um, and this particular track is played during a sequence in the film uh, where he has just clinched his final wor world championship and he's talking about how much he has yet to learn and how much life he has left to live. Uh, and unfortunately, he winds up dying very shortly after that sequence. Um, so the few lyrics that are in this song, from what I gather, translate to, uh, quote, uh, it's the time of Bob on the beach of Copacabana, uh, which is the famous beach in Rio. Uh, so sort of a cel celebratory tune, but very bittersweet, given the context. And uh, Anyway, so I'll go ahead and play Bob by Otto.
so you just heard um yeah auto by bob and actually the next track i'm going to play is let me just skip to this track actually frame by frame by king crimson <laughs>
You just heard Frame by Frame by King Crimson. Um, I found this song relevant and amusing because it's this person overanalyzing something to the point where they are suffering, quote, death by drowning in your own analysis. Um, actually, I was just, I just I was wondering now, like, do you ever experience like mild waterboarding with your analysis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, an occupational hazard of, of doing philosophy, right? Of, of overthinking things. Uh, and overthinking things, not just that are, you know, real world things that you need to make a decision about, which, you know, everybody experiences every once in a while, but overthinking things that are abstract and theoretical and that three people on the planet actually, you know, care about it all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings me to my final couple of songs, uh, which are actually the exact same song played in two different speeds. Uh, the first song is the Windows 95 Startup Sound by Brian Eno. Uh, seven seconds that he created for uh, Microsoft back in the 1990s. And the second song is the same song slowed down 4,000 times by the London artist Daniel John Jones, who goes by the name Ideaforms. Um, so I, I thought this one could be thought as both nostalgic and, and about the present time, you know, because, well, if you, you know, the first version of the song, if you're listening to it, is, is just the regular life version. Um, and then maybe the second version is the version of it that you listen to when you're like dying and you know, last moments in front of your computer in 1995. Um, and also reminds me of this uh, David Foster Wallace story from uh, brief interviews with Hideous Men where he slows down this dinner scene into like a dozen pages about um, this microscopic but moving moment in time. Um, so um, actually, in sp you know, are there any, like is that something you ever deal with, like uh, like the perception of time? And Yeah, the perception of time is a really complicated thing. Um, I mean, I think all of us have this intuitive conception that there's just this linear progression of time that we experience, where one moment just precedes the next, and then there's another one and another one. Um, arguably, if you look at you know uh, you know recent experimental things coming out of experimental psychology and neuroscience and so on, there's there's reason to think that our representations of time is are much more chaotic than that internally, and arguably there isn't just sort of one. Uh, particular area, say, of the brain at which everything sort of comes together at a particular time and then is just processed into some sort of stream of consciousness. It's much, much more disjointed. Um, and uh, yeah, there's, there's complicated stuff involving volition and actions, because we think that our actions, uh, our decision to act, for instance, comes clearly before we act. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, well-known results from the 80s and 90s that seem to indicate that uh, there's unconscious processes that are sort of bubbling beneath the surface that are actually bringing about our actions prior to us becoming consciously aware of it. Um, and so I think one of the major lessons that I think we've learned from the last, say, 50 years of psychology and neuroscience is that our self is much more fractured and splintered and much less unified uh, than people commonly intuitively think. Nice, nice. Well, with no further ado, I'm going to play the Windows 95 Startup Sound by Brian Eno.
that concludes today's episode of Only Friends with Paul Kelly. I am DJ Future Pleasure. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, the pleasure is all mine.